Welcome to Money Hacks, where we offer tips for the newcomer to the financial investment scene. Have you ever wanted to invest in something which is not simply locked away elsewhere, but can be appreciated up close, daily, or even have some value if you hold on to it for a while? Today, we look at the possibility of starting out in the world of luxury wristwatches or timepieces. I'm Ernest Lewis and my co-host is Christopher Lim, Digital Editor of the Business Times. With us is Dylan Tan, Deputy Editor of the Business Times Lifestyle Desk. Welcome to the show, Dylan. Hi. So, Dylan, uh, tell us, what is this world of watches out there, you know, or luxury watches uh, to be more exact, timepieces, what are the numbers like? This this world of, of watch trading, um, thanks to the internet now, I think I think it is is has become even more prominent than ever. I mean, there are various ways you can, you know, there are various ways you can sell your watches. You can you can bring it to a trader in a shop. Uh, you can, you know, you can you can rent a store at a flea market and, and try and sell it. But you can also go online and, and and list your stuff and then and then get people to bid on it. I mean, eBay is obviously one of the few places, one of the places where. Where you get a lot of, uh, you find a lot of, of a lot of luxury watches being traded on uh, Facebook groups, uh, online forums. So the term for this world mm. is horology. Horology, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, you want to expand on that? <laughs> <laughs> I think horology just basically refers to uh, uh, the, the the art of watchmaking. There's yeah. there's an art to it, as you said. I mean, yeah. it's in the detail. What sets a hundred dollar watch apart from a hundred thousand dollar watch is obviously craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. Um, a $100,000 watch would mean this guy probably spent a lot of time doing it by hand uh, whereas a $100 watch would probably just raw from a production line so um, yeah you, 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 you get what you pay for okay we've talked about investing you know in mm-hmm. monetary choices this episode is a bit different what is is there a value in investing in yourself in this case in in the world of wristwatches uh, I, I think I think most uh, most importantly you, you should you should Buy what you like first, um, and that investment part would actually come later. I think if you if you do if you go in purely for the sake of investing, uh, it could be a bit risky. I think the whole point about buying a watch is really enjoying it and and being able to put it on rather than buying a stock and you can't put on, a, you know, you can't wear your stock out, can you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Chris, uh, you want to jump in here? Well, Dylan, imagine I'm uh, a young man in my late twenties or early thirties. I'm I'm finally starting to build some career momentum. And all the career gurus I read online say that you have to look the part. And okay, I've got myself some shoes and clothes already, but I'm still wearing my G-Shock, which I love and I'll continue to wear when I exercise. But I want to, to invest in something a bit more dressy. What should I look at and how much should I reasonably spend? I, I think you start a, you, you, you're at a good starting point I think with, with the G-Shock If you look There are actually various uh, Models of G-Shock There are actually Dressier versions of G-Shock So I imagine the one That you're, you're, you're putting on now Is, is, is the most basic Street yes, wear It's the rubber right? strapped one Yeah Yeah, right. yeah. Um, uh, I, think, I think when you go for uh, I think when you When you meet your clients And all that You, you probably want to Wear something a little bit dressier So that, that probably wouldn't work So there are actually G-Shocks That are, they are very very dressy they can go up to about $1,000 even or the, or even more. That There's this one that goes up to about 10000 Wow, wait. So what am I getting for $1,000 for my G-Shock? You're getting craftsmanship. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the difference. Uh, 
There's a difference in, in the $100 G-Shock and a $10,000 G-Shock. Is it made of metal or...? It is mostly made of metal. Uh, it's probably made by hand. Production run is probably very limited. Um, Casio has a line in Yamagata, has, an, has, has a factory in Yamagata that only produces this premium collection of, of uh, Casio watches. When you put on a, a, a $1,000 G-Shock, it, it, feels, it feels quite different. Since you mentioned the price tag, uh, well... I, I obviously can't afford a really expensive watch unless I I pay f- pay do it on credit. You know, twenty four month, thirty six month interest free installments on uh, a credit card somewhere. Should I be doing that? Actually, can I justify that to myself by saying this watch will hold its value or even appreciate, so I can I can justify spending a bit more than I can afford, or should I be wary of spending too much at this stage in life? I'm not sure. I th- I think if you break it up into uh, twenty four months or forty eight months or thirty six months even, uh, you 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 you're setting aside. Uh, you, that's actually quite sensible uh, financial planning. Uh, I, I think it's it's the equivalent of say if you if you if you buy a, a ten thousand dollar watch and and, and you, you spread it over I don't know over a, a year over two years, so you'd be paying about say maybe about just under five hundred dollars a month. Uh, I, I think that's a reasonable amount to to start, and I, I I think the important thing as well is 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 um, what you what you what you're getting, uh, what what you're paying for in the end, is is, is something that that would that most likely would hold its value a lot longer than than say buying a fifty dollar fifty dollar watch. So we're talking about five thousand, ten thousand dollars now. What other brands could I be looking at, especially those that will hold their value? Okay, I, th- I think what what has happened with the the Swiss watch industry in the in the last couple of years is they're very aware of the 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 the, the, the economy, and they know uh, things are not going so well. People are not buying mega expensive watches, and uh, this this is also a new generation of of of, um, of uh, watch collectors who who are just trying to get into hobby. People like yourself. Um, so what what's happened in the last two or three years is we've seen a lot of brands um, introducing. Uh, slightly more affordable entry level prices, so I think if, if you're looking at a a, brand, a good brand to get into, Omega is a is a pretty good brand. Um, Rolexes are, are, are quite timeless, but even if you if you look at something like Montblanc, Montblanc has something for under five thousand dollars these days as well. IWC has has that kind of that kind of price points. So I th- I think you're 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 in a very good position now if you're if you're looking at at, at uh, buying a, a luxury watch. Thanks for your advice, Dylan. So I think there's a difference because Chris is trying to do this Ryan Gosling look, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, let, let me pose you a different scenario. I'm a hip senior uncle, you know. I still have my legendary Steve McQueen in mind. Uh, Tag Heuer, Monaco's and all that. But um, I'm still trying to look at ways to diversify my watch portfolio. Are there any brands that I should look at besides, you know, the the, the ones that I've been stuck with since the 70s or so? Oh, of course, I, I think uh, there are a lot of independent brands as well. They, they don't come cheap, of course, because um, production is very low. The, the, the factory is very small. They, they've got less people working for them. But they do quite exciting things with, with watches. Um, if you look at a brand like, say, MBNF, that's, that's, a, that's a great brand. If you can afford it, go for something like from Richard Mille. I, th- I think that that is a... 
that is that is probably the next level of, of collecting. If you if you if you've you've really been there, you've done that. You've got your steep, yeah. you've got your your tech Monaco. I mean, um, I have a few Rolexes. I have mm-hmm. a few Patek Philippe's, but I'm yeah. looking for something that's a bit different. Yeah, something of value that still holds its value. Actually, I, th- I think I think the independent brands, uh, even starting from Richard Mill, I think Richard Mill is probably. The brand at the moment now, um, the the watches are excellent. They don't look like watches; they look more like racing machines. I think that's what they call it. they call it a racing machine for your wrist. Uh, Richard Mill is a good place for you to uh, to look at. I, I've, there's a shortage. Uh, a lot of Richard Mills go for above retail in, in in the in the resale market. So yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show, Dylan. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the advice, appreciate it <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy your watches Look out for more podcasts on various topics On the Straits Times and the Business Times Now to you, our listener We'd like to invite you to pose your own questions Or scenarios to moneyhacks at podcast at sph.com.sg That brings us to the end of this episode of Money Hacks Where we help you make sense of trends and your finances Do note that any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.